going on guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast and today, actually tonight, it's about 10.53 p.m. on a Friday and uh, the family's in bed so I shot back up here to the office. I wanted to get this recorded so I could put it out for you guys this week. It's been crazy over here uh, at our office. We moved offices this week and I don't know if you guys have ever moved homes, but it's very similar, but possibly worse because you've got a bunch of vehicles and equipment and office stuff and computers and it's just horrible, but it's over. And finally, you know, on Monday, we can kind of feel back on track. So today I'm bringing you a podcast and we're talking about commercial sales. I'm talking about commercial sales for a couple of reasons. First off, uh, because it's a good thing to have commercial sales in your business. Now, my cleaning company here in Michigan, we are about 80% residential and 20% commercial. Uh, We like the residential model uh, because it allows us to stand out, um, you know, from our competition very easily and we get a lot of repeat business. Uh, I talk later today in this podcast about, um, you know, how commercial sales can also be very repeat. Uh, But for us, residential fits us a little better, but we still do a ton of commercial stuff. So today I'm talking about commercial sales for that reason. And because if you're a new guy, this is a great way for you to outwork your competition no matter how big they are, because you can do this for free. Okay. I was on the phone today with somebody. And uh, long story short, was on a a tight budget and just kind of asking, you know, hey, what can I do for free or cheap that can get me sales? Well, this is it. Like, this is one of those things. And so if I'm talking to you right now, small guy, get just getting started, maybe a couple years in, don't have a ton of money, take some notes, listen to this podcast twice and then go implement it and watch what happens. Okay. Uh, So. That's why I like commercial sales. It's free. So basically, I'm going to walk you through steps today. Um, But before I do, I want to tell you something I heard. It's kind of crazy. So there was uh, this guy I was talking to. He was talking to a couple carpet cleaners down south. And long story short, they were basically saying, I think they, you know, they're like half million dollar companies and they've been around forever and, you know, haven't probably grown a ton uh, in the last handful of years, just kind of. Uh, just, you know, every year just kind of doing about the same thing. And they told this guy who was brand new saying, Hey man, you know, don't get down on yourself basically for, for not being real busy right now. It's a slow year for carpet cleaners. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, they said it's a slow year for carpet cleaners. And so I, I dug in, asked a little more, you know, a few more questions and long story short, you guys got to be careful what you're listening to and what you're believing. Like, Right now, the economy is the best it's been in 10 years, okay? If you are slow, it is your own fault, period. There's no such thing right now as a slow year for carpet cleaning or any service company at all. The reason you're slow is because you suck and you've gotten complacent. So if you're basically making an excuse and saying, man, we're slow this year, like it's just a, it's just a bad year for carpet cleaning. No, 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 no. Don't put that crap on other people. You just suck at what you're doing. You got complacent and now you're behind and it's hard to get going again. So I just wanted to throw that out there because if anybody out there is feeling that way or somebody's telling them that, it's a bunch of bull crap. Don't listen to it. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through some steps today um, of how to get commercial sales, of things you need to be thinking about. And again, this is all free. So take some notes. So step one, 
First, you got to identify who your ideal commercial client is. Okay. Now, for my cleaning business, uh, our ideal commercial client was assisted living homes. One, because by law, they have to get stuff cleaned on a regular basis, right? They got to get their windows cleaned, uh, especially. And so we really like assisted living homes. Also, we like them because it's typically a pretty high uh, job average, normally well over $1,000 per service. So that's why we like assisted living homes. The other one is property management companies because they manage condos and apartment complexes, which we like to do pressure cleaning and gutter cleaning for. Uh, every now and then we'll do window cleaning for, for condos and apartments, but much, much more we're doing pressure cleaning and gutter cleaning. And those are high ticket jobs. You know, uh, an condo association at minimum is five, six, seven thousand bucks. So if you can get in with some property management companies like we have, you can do really well. And so the first step is identifying who your ideal commercial client is, okay? For us, the way we kind of learned this was we said, well, we know we want people that will repeat and we know we want people that need our stuff. So perfect. Well, we know that people need, you know, these apartments need gutter cleaning every year, right? And like the section eight low income apartments are kind of what we special in, to be honest, specialize in because for whatever reason, um, they seem to be the easiest to get into and they don't ever seem to price shop us. And so we really like the low income housing and honestly, they pay better than most people. So that's kind of who our target audience is. So go figure out who your ideal audience is, okay? Now, step two, you're gonna create a plan of how you're gonna keep track of your leads and follow up. This is critical. This is probably one of the most important things I'm gonna talk about all night. You need to take it very, very serious because if not, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and wasting your time. You've gotta have a way to keep track of who you're calling, who you're, you know, whose door you're knocking on, people you're meeting, the conversations you're having, and how you're gonna follow up with them and win. Now, the easiest way to do this is just getting a CRM. Um, you can use a CRM like the Customer Factor or Service Monster. Those are the two I would recommend. Uh, but you've got to have something in place because I'm telling you, once you get going and calling all these people, you will not remember, I promise, all the conversations you had. You won't remember when to call them back. And you need to remember specific things like I'm going to get into later in order to win doing this, okay? So you gotta get your craft together. Now, keep in mind, you also have to have this stuff in place because you are not going to land the job on the first call. Landing the job is going to come down the road. I'm gonna talk about that later, but 98% of the, the calls you make, you will never land a job or a bid on that first conversation, okay? So that's step two. Step three, you gotta create a, a list of contacts. Okay, you want a list of contacts with literally as much information as possible for each business. Um, you know, go to their website, get their email, get their phone number, uh, learn about what they do a little bit. Now, don't spend a ton of time doing this for every business, but get the, the key things. If there's, uh, maybe there's a button of the staff and you can find out who the maintenance manager is, their first and last name, that's huge, right? But get as much information as you can ahead of time. What this is gonna do is it's gonna allow you to go through these calls a lot faster and it's gonna allow you to stay focused. This is very important. Like literally half of cold calling is getting in a groove and building confidence 
And the only way you can do that is if you're focused and you're hammering them out. If you're on Google and you're calling one and then you're searching Google again, you're calling another one, like you're never going to get in a groove and you're not going to build confidence and you're not going to feel like you're getting anywhere. It's going to take forever. So you've got to build a list ahead of time, print it out, and then start calling. Okay. That's step three. Hopefully you're hanging with me. I know I'm going fast. Step four, you just got to start calling. The goal is not to sell a job. Okay. When you call these people, the mistake that most people make is, they, hi, my, my name is Matt Smith. And I'm from the Dirt Hunter and we offer window cleaning, pressure cleaning, gutter and roof cleaning. And I don't know if you guys need our services, but I was calling to see if I could give you a quote. Could I come out today and give you guys a quote? Would you be interested in any of our services? Uh, no, right? The, the goal is not to sell a job. The goal is to create a relationship and to get in the door to introduce yourself. Okay. If you can create the uh, relationship and you can get in the front door and shake the person's hand who you need to talk to, your percentage of getting a chance to get a bid in there goes way, way, way up. Okay. I promise if you can create the relationship, the job will follow. Write that down. That's powerful. If you can create the relationship, the job will follow. Okay. And so quit thinking about selling. This is not about selling at all. This is about meeting the person you need to talk to, the decision maker who one day down the road may hire you, okay? So let's talk a little bit about selling. Now, I'm big on, just like I was saying, relationship, focusing on that rather than the sale, big time, because the money follows the relationship. People buy from people they know and trust. It's tried and true. It's proven. That's not just a quote. It's a real thing, okay? So when you're only after the sale, people can feel it. Like, have you ever uh, been at a used car lot anywhere, really, trying to thinking about buying something or just looking around and somebody's pushing you to, to buy and you have that awkward feeling or like frustration or just like scummy? Like people feel that, guys. And sometimes we can feel that way when we're trying to make a sale. And trust me, I get it. When you're broke or you're just getting started and you're like, dude, I need a freaking job. Like, I get it. Trust me but just hang in there. It will come. Okay. So when you're only after the sale, people can feel it. No one uh, feels confident buying from a salesman, period. Right. No one feels confident buying from somebody when they know he's only out for himself and only out to make a buck. People can smell that from a mile away. So you have to go into it with a mindset of literally, how can I help this person? You know, when relationships are created, money will follow. You have to gain your potential client's trust by providing value and being willing to help. And here's the, here's the kicker. You have to be willing to provide value and you have to be willing to help with no expectation of getting something in return. When you can master that, okay, when you can master doing that, the money will follow, I promise. It's no different than this podcast we do, right? Like, I don't get paid to do this, okay? Maybe we'll have sponsors in the future. I don't know. But right now, I do not get paid to do this. I'm giving you guys value. I'm giving you guys things that I've learned. But guess what happens? In return, people call us and hire us to take care of their marketing for them because they connect with us on a different level, right? And so whenever you provide value, whenever you're doing something to help people and you do not expect something in return, the money will follow. It always does, I promise, okay? And so this whole concept applies to residential too. Like if people need your services in residential, it's not selling if they need it. The problem is a lot of companies and a lot of people are trying to quote unquote upsell people 
on things they don't need. And so that's where the bad rap of, of basically, you know, well, I don't like that company because they always try to upsell me. Well, yeah, no kidding, because they're trying to sell you on crap you probably don't need. But it's unethical not to try to get somebody buy something for, uh, from you if they need it, right? If we're at Miss Jones's house cleaning her windows and her gutters are full and overflowing with water and that water's running down her foundation, it would be unethical for me to not say, Mrs. Jones, we're up on a ladder, your gutters are full, and we notice that water's overflowing and it's going down in, you know, into your foundation. And what can happen is if you don't get them cleaned and you don't get the gutters to start flowing properly, you could have a flooded basement, your foundation could crack, could be, you know, brittle, whatever. And so for, you know, we can do it for 140 bucks while we're here, blah, 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 right? That is not selling. That is offering something somebody needs. So it applies to residential too, guys, okay? So I wanna dive a little bit into a few tricks that I've learned over the years for uh, calling commercial properties and how I've gotten through to the gate, uh, gatekeeper because a lot of people, this is a big thing, they're like, well, yeah, I mean, I call people, but you know, I can never get through to the person I need to talk to. Well, here's a few tricks, so write these down. So step one, you have to create rapport with the person answering the phone, okay? Hands down. Yes, the person that makes the decision is the most important person, but until you get to them, the person answering the phone is the most important person. So you have to connect with them on a different level and it has to happen fast. So here's how we do it, right? So when we call a company and somebody answers the phone, this is a cold call, okay? They don't know who we are. And let's just say, you know, they say, hey, thank you for calling. This is Lisa from ABC Assisted Living Facility. How can I help you? Here's my response. Hey, Lisa, I call them by their first name. Hey, Lisa, this is Matt from the Dirt Hunter. Hey, is your maintenance manager available? This is, this is a little bit of a trick, okay? So I call her by her first name, right? Which instantly makes her think, man, does this guy know me, right? And then second, I say, this is Matt from the Dirt Hunter. So not only did I call her by her first name, but now I'm telling her, hey, hey, it's Matt from the Dirt Hunter. And so all in a split second, she's thinking, crap, this guy knows me, but I don't know who he is. And he's asking for the maintenance manager. Literally, I probably have a seven, 60 or 70% rate of getting through. And they say, uh, yeah, Matt, one second, I'll, I'll put you through to their line. Boom. Perfect. Right now, if, if she were to answer and say, thank you for calling. This is Lisa. How can I help you? And I said, hi, Lisa. My name is Matt Smith. I'm the owner of a company called The Dirt Hunter. We do window cleaning. And I was just calling. I was going to see if I could talk to your facility manager uh, to see maybe if I could get in a quote to you guys or something like that. Guess what's going to happen? They're not going to put you through. Uh, Yeah, Matt, I can you know take a message and give it to them. So you have to connect with them. Hey, this is Matt from the Dirt Hunter. Hey, Lisa, this is Matt from the Dirt Hunter. Is your guys' maintenance manager available? Boom, okay? So it instantly makes the person think that you know them. And they don't wanna be rude, right? And, and sometimes they are, right? 40% of the time they're like, wait, wait who is this? That's a, good, that's a good gatekeeper. But the average gatekeeper doesn't wanna be rude because in their head they're like, crap, this guy knows me and they feel like they're supposed to know you, okay? So that's a good little trick. Call them by their first name. Tell them who you are in a way where you act like you have talked to them a bunch of times and very quickly say, hey, is the maintenance manager available, right? Perfect. Uh, if they put you through, then remember, this is about an introduction, right? Again, it's not about the sale. Tell them who you are. Tell them you're a local company. 
and you know, obviously tell them, say, hey, you know, these are the services we offer. I was not calling you to try to sell you something. I was just calling you to introduce myself because, you know, in the future, you guys may need something that we do. And I'm just trying to build rapport with people like you. That way, in case if you ever do need something in the future, we're here and we can help, right? And if the convo, you know, keeps going well, then you can ask them. You can start to ask questions like, hey, do you guys, you know, get the services that we offer performed already? Um, if so, who does them? Uh, you know, would you guys be interested in a quote? Most of these places are because nobody's doing this, especially in the surface industry, guys. Like nobody's cold calling, all right? So it's plain and simple. Now, the alternative is you don't get through. If the gatekeeper does not put you through or says, you know, like I can give them a message or, uh, you know, whatever it is, just say, great, give them your info. And then at the end of that, say, hey, by the way, what is the maintenance manager's name again? Say it just like that. What is the maintenance manager's name again? Almost like they told you once. And almost every time they'll, they'll tell you, oh, his name's John. John, that's what it was. Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much, Lisa. You know, if you could give them that message, I'd really, really appreciate it. Hope you have an awesome day. Boom. Now you have to, this is step two, put a follow-up plan in place, right? John most likely is not calling you back. So do not be holding your breath or waiting around, okay? You need to be waiting at most four to seven days. But here's where the CRM comes in place. Right when you get off that call, you type in that person's account, spoke to Lisa. She's the front desk lady who answers the phone, parentheses, gatekeeper. Next time we call, ask for John. He is the maintenance manager. Boom. So now, next time you call and Lisa says, thank you for calling ABC Assisted Living Facility. This is Lisa. Hey, Lisa, it's Matt from the Dirt Hunter. Is John available? Well, trust me, first off, she probably doesn't remember you again, but now she's really freaked out and thinks that she's supposed to know you because not only did you call her by her first name, not only did you tell her, hey, it's Matt from the Dirt Hunter, but then you also asked for somebody else that works there and you know them by their first name. She's going to put you through, okay? That's how it works. Step three is repeat this over, 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 and over. Guys, you don't need to be calling 10 people. You don't need to be calling 100 people. You need to be calling 1,000 people. Watch what happens. I, I guarantee you, if you're broke and you have no money and you go and make a list of 1,000 businesses and you call them all and you have a follow-up plan and you keep following up over and over and over, and then eventually you get in, you shake their hand, you give them a business card, and, and then they still don't let you give them a quote, and so you call them a month later, and, and six months later they call you and say, hey, I need your services. You do that a thousand times, you're, you're gonna be so freaking busy, you're gonna be making so much money, your life will be changed, I promise, okay? It's that simple. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just whether or not people wanna do it. And most people do not wanna do it, period. So, literally, I just solved your problem for you. All of those, all of you out there right now who don't have any money to market yourself, I just solved your problem, now go do it, right? And I love this because this is what puts the small guys on the same scale as the big guys. Like this is a way you hear people say like outwork out, you know, outwork your competition. Like this is a way you can outwork your competition, right? I'm not talking about just like going out and doing random crap. Like this is very specific and it works. Like there is to this day, even with all the internet and all the, the print marketing and everything you can do, the phone is one of the most powerful tools available to us still. Like people still like to connect with people on a personal basis. 
okay? And this is how you go about doing it, guys. You don't have to be some slimy cold calling guy, right? You need to go into it. And yeah, I just told you a couple tricks to get past the gatekeeper. That doesn't mean you're a slimy sales guy. You're calling them to help them. You're calling them to bring them value with no expectation of anything in return, right? Of course you hope that it'll you know transpire into something down the road and it will, I promise, right? Give them advice, show them tips on how they can keep their stuff cleaner longer, how they can you know fix little things on their own, whatever it is you guys do. Bring them value and I guarantee you the money will follow. So that's what I got for you guys today on commercial sales. I hope that puts a fire under some of your guys' butt to go out there and make some freaking money. You know, there's a lot of you guys sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. I'm talking to the big guys too. A lot of you big guys are complacent. You're waiting for the phone to ring and uh, you know the phone's ringing, but guess what? There's a lot of money out there that you guys are leaving on the table because you're not willing to pick up the freaking phone and dial it. You're just wanting people to call you. You got to sometimes reach out and call people. And so... We do this a lot. We we do a ton of property management companies for gutter cleaning in the fall. And this is how we got every single one of them, okay? We built rapport. We would call them. They would, you know, let us come in. We would literally go in there just to shake their hand and give them a business card. A month later, we would stop in on a Friday morning and drop off donuts with our, we would have the, the bakery do our bullseye logo on the donut and we would put a stack of business cards in the box of a dozen donuts and we would go out and we would drop these things off to a bunch of different property management companies. The donuts cost us like 10 bucks a piece for a dozen, right? And so we could go out and for $100 drop 10 dozen donuts off to these people and they freaking love it right? We're bringing them value. We're doing things without an expectation of anything in return. And guess what? They send us tens of thousands of dollars worth of work every single year. We just got done uh, doing a gutter cleaning job two days ago for one of these companies. It was $2,000 and it took us literally three hours. So it just works, guys. You got to be willing to do the stuff that works that nobody else wants to do. And this is one of them and it happens to fall on the commercial side. So Hey, by the way, you guys know that I own a marketing company called Service Industry Marketer. And if you guys need any help uh, or any advice at all, right, I'm talking today about bringing people value for free. It's what I'm all about. You know, I probably in the last three days, I've had over three hours of phone time just helping people on the phone that aren't buying from us, right? Like I said, I talked to a guy today who he might buy from us in the future, but he just needed some, you know, needed some help and needed some motivation. And I'm more than willing to do that. Um, and so don't hesitate to reach out. Or if you guys need help marketing, we'd love to help you guys out there too. And if you can do me a favor and share this podcast with somebody or in a Facebook group or on a forum or to anybody that you think would benefit from hearing it, uh, it would mean a lot to me. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, if you could leave us a review, that would be amazing too. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, we're super excited about all the people that are following this podcast now. It's Every single week, we talk to somebody on the phone that's like, oh, dude, I've been listening to your podcast. We love it. Like, keep doing it, right? And that's not to toot my own horn, but like, it's just, it's cool. It's awesome that people find enough value in it that they're actually listening. So it means a lot to us that you guys are listening and we're glad it's helping. So I love you guys. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Enjoy the weekend. I'm recording this on a Friday. So enjoy your weekend. And uh, on Monday, set a plan, get to it, start calling uh, some businesses and, and watch what happens. And when you land a few of these jobs, send us an email. I'd love to hear the story about how it happened. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.